Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I am Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. Chad, today, our last episode of the season before we take a little summer break, we have Hugh Freeze. Can you believe it? We, uh, we're stoked. I, uh, I can't believe that, that you came on, but really thankful for this. Um, so thankful to be able to um, work alongside Hugh, even though we don't, our paths don't cross very often. Um, I've been able to you know, be around their assist, his assistant coaches and the program, and I've just seen tremendous growth since he took over a few years ago. Um, coach, if you don't know who Hugh Freeze is, maybe you need to check uh, social media or ESPN a little bit more. Um, but here's a little bio. Um, coach Hugh Freeze is currently the head coach here at Liberty. He's been here since 2019. Um, and previously he coached at Ole Miss where he was able to beat Nick Saban on back-to-back -back years. I think he's only one of the few coaches who've been able to do that ever. Um, and then he, before that, he was the coach at Arkansas State. He's also uh, coached at Lambeth uh, NAIA school. And then he started his coaching career at Briarcrest High School um, in Tennessee. And that's the Blindside High School, if, you, if you're into movies and uh, inspirational stories. I really feel uh, the coaches are going to love uh, Hugh Freeze, just uh, talking about culture that he's building there at Liberty and how he's done it. And uh, you just hear from a great communicator. And as he's talking, I, I feel almost like he's my pastor, like he's teaching me about the Lord and uh, just really solid and that. And just so thankful um, for him to be the, the head coach at, at Liberty. Yeah. Um, coach, we cannot wait for you to hear this conversation I had with Hugh Freeze. Um, it's coming up right now. Coach Hugh Freeze, thank you so much for coming to the Christian Coach Podcast. We first like to ask you, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Well, it's uh, what uh, I believe is, is what I'm called to do first. Uh, I, I definitely no matter what profession you're in, if you consider yourself to be a follower of Christ, um, I think that we are called um, for that to be our mission field, for that to be our uh, um, the primary driving force of why we do what we do. It does not mean that, uh, that we always get it right, that we're always perfect, that we're always, but man, the underlying uh, theme is... Um, as a believer, you're placed on this earth for a period of time. And what we do with that time um, it, by way of eternity, uh, because of what Christ has done for us, um, man, that, that has to be the, uh, the backbone, the foundation of how we do what we do and why we do what we do. And I, I don't think uh, coaching is any different than, then if you were called to be a pastor, if you were called to be a banker, or if you're called, if you consider yourself um, to truly be in the faith, um, I don't know that uh, Christ gave us the option of, uh, of hiding that. <laughs> of, uh, and so whether I've been at a, a public university or a Christian university or, you know, the, the, you may do things a little differently. Um, because I think you honor authority, um, but um, you still find a way that is permissible for, for the people that you're around that you truly say you care about 
Um, and if you do, how can you keep the greatest known gift that, that I have? Um, how do you keep that to yourself? And so um, that's the way I view uh, being a, a Christian coach. Well, thank you so much for uh, going into a lot of depth in that answer. Um, let's, let's get back to the beginning. Um, give us a little bit of your faith story and now how you ended up here at Liberty. Well, the, uh, the faith story is um, I don't have some, um, you know, I used to say um, I caught myself in one interview, I think, and I said, um, you know, mine is not some um, uh, drastic conversion experience um, to where I was headed down uh, some uh, dark road. Um, and but the fact is, any conversion experience is marvelous and um, how how we don't deserve uh, the grace and mercy that we receive. Um, but I was fortunate to be in a community where, you know, um, uh, going to church to a place of worship uh, was something that my family was uh, it was entrenched in and uh, and and that was a huge part of the community and so I got to witness not only how that affected and and um, me personally but I got to watch um, man what it did to my high school coaches to my family to my grandparents to and and it was obvious, man, something is different. Something is real. Something is genuine. It, it makes them different in the way they approach things. And, um, you know, it was early in my life that I said, you know, I want whatever that is. And, um, and obviously, you know, we're, we're saved um, to not experience eternal separation um, from our Heavenly Father. I wanted that for sure, man. I'm, I'm in on that. I, I don't want to experience uh, the wrath. I don't want to experience uh, the separation. Uh, I'm in on that. But I also got to see that not only is that you're, you're saved from that, but uh, you're also saved that his kingdom may come in and through you uh, here. And, and I was just so blessed to have parents, grandparents, coaches, um, people in the community that that I witnessed firsthand how that affected them. And I think, you know, the, those are the things I've tried to model. Um, and so I accepted Christ um, at the early age of uh, seven and began to um, start this journey of faith. And, and then as, as you get older is when I started being faced with, uh, with, you know, more of the challenges of sin and, and how the, 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 the pride of life and, and all of those things um, can affect you. And, um, and as you're walking, you know, in scripture and, and in prayer, and that doesn't mean that those go away. <laughs> and um, yeah. and so that's when a, a lot of people, I think, can get confused. And it was confusing for me, too, is wait a minute now. You know, I've never experienced this beforehand. Why would I experience? Well, that, that's when the enemy really goes to work. Yep. On and so um, I certainly have um, most of my life feel like I've honored um, God. But uh, certainly uh, there have been decisions that um, 
that I have made that I certainly wish I wouldn't have made. And, um, but man, I'm just so thankful for that his grace is new each morning and that uh, we can continue to say, God, bring me back. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, that has really what led me to Liberty is, um, uh, when, when my time at Ole Miss ended, um, and the way it ended, um, that was very difficult. That was, uh, one of the darkest valleys for, um, myself, my family, and to know I've let people down, um, you know, whether or not I agreed with everything that was done or, you know, I, I really struggled with that too for a while. And, um, but uh, that's, I had to get over that because I have to own um, the fact that I had a part in it. And, um, and I'm just thankful that, um, that God's grace and he didn't turn his back on me, neither uh, my wife nor kids. And, um, and so when we, when we, we walked through uh, two years of just a, a growing time together uh, and decided to get back into coaching, um, I had several options, uh, but all of the options were uh, to go be offensive coordinator at this school or that school or, but, um, and then I get to call from here and I didn't know a lot about Liberty. Um, they had allowed Jill and I to come and share in a convo uh, a year prior, um, but we were kind of just in and out, but I was like, man, I, this is a lot, you know, it's pretty pretty special here on the mountain it felt like that day uh, so when I got that call um, I was really far down the road with three schools and um, thought man I, I don't know that I can risk um, I, I, these guys are expecting an answer like in the next 24 to 48 hours and um, I'm thankful that uh, Ian and and uh, whoever the committee was uh, said, uh, I remember asking him, how, how quick can we do this? <laughs> and he says, how quick do you want to do it? And I said, it's going to have to happen really, really fast if uh, if this is uh, God's plan for our next step. And, man, they, they flew down to see me the very next day, and uh, conversations went great. And um, Jill and her spirit, um, I was still a little torn, uh, to be candid, and not not quite sure but I lean on her a lot. Um, and, and her spirit was pretty confident that, um, one God had called me to be a head coach. She felt like, and so I could set the, uh, the tone and the culture of a program. And also she felt strongly this was best for our three kids and she was right on all accounts. And, um, <laughs> we've, we've been, we've been, just uh, blessed uh, in the two years that we've been here. It's been uh, just uh, an incredible journey. Um, I am a, uh, I was born in Brazil and the day Liberty announced they were hiring you, I was actually getting sworn in as an American citizen. That's how I remember that moment is there you in, go. The, in the courtroom <laughs> and I can't have my phone and I have all these family members and friends from Liberty telling me, check your phone, check your phone. <laughs> and I was like, no, I can't. This is my <laughs> chance of becoming an American citizen. I'm not blowing this one up. But I, I remember after getting the news and very happy that, that you're here and leading a great program. Um, 
you've been able to develop great programs at a decently fast pace every stop that you've had, even all the way back at Briarcrest High School. Yeah. Um, what are some practical things that young coaches can do to, to try to find the same type of success at a, at a fast uh, pace? Yeah, uh, culture um, beats talent when talent doesn't have culture. And um, I, I, obviously talent helps. But uh, I, I think you just have to have your non-negotiables uh, set in your mind. Uh, this is who we want to be in every um, every team meeting, every practice. Uh, your staff hires are incredibly important because they have to have the same uh, message, the same voice, and they, they can if they don't believe in it. Um, and I just have been fortunate to have staffs and uh, people around me that really wanted the same thing that, that I want in a program. And I think that that uh, culture has, has it, whether it be at Briarcrest or Lambeth or Arkansas State or or Liberty or Ole Miss that, um, that, that, that culture has brought about confidence and chemistry. I think culture, the right culture leads to, to those two things. And sometimes you may play a little better than you really are on the roster. And, um, and then if it really gets special if you have uh, a few key voices in the locker room that are the same. And uh, we were fortunate this past year. I think we had some of that and, so I think that's, um, and I would tell young coaches, when you get a chance, whether it's in by leading a position group room or a coordinator or a head coach, um, obviously some of that is set for the head coach if you're not yet, but you still can have, and these are these are, are what I'm hanging on to. And so every story I tell, um, everything that I want to, to develop, man, I've got to make sure that that's what my players hear all the time, one way or another, and be transparent. I would tell them that, man. Tell them when you got it wrong. Tell them when you got it right. And um, I think some of the best uh, teaching lessons I've done with either my three children or our players to say, let me tell you when coach didn't get this one right. And I did not like the results. And um, so, uh, so I would say culture and, and be transparent and, uh, and let your life, good and bad, uh, let them know you, 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 what you've learned though, from the, from the poor times or the bad times, uh, because ultimately, you know, your beliefs will drive uh, some type of behavior that will create some type of habit that will give you some type of result. And, yeah. and so you got to make sure that uh, the habits you're creating from the beliefs are getting you the results you want. Yeah. Well, thank you for that answer. Um, la last question. You have a large staff, a large roster. How do you handle all the different degrees of faith within your program? Um, I, I, I absolutely, that is a great question. And, uh, you know, I've had uh, non-believers before um, that have been on my staffs. Um, but I tell them beforehand, uh, that's fine. Everyone doesn't have to be at the same um, stage of faith or a person of faith, but, um, for me to, um, continue to work with you, I have to know that, you know, that you're going to be around it. You're going to hear it and you can't be in opposition or it doesn't work. And, and, um, very few times have I had anyone that, that came on board that wasn't a person of faith. Now we're all at different levels. 
And so I try to take the entire cruise. So I, I lead, I teach a class here on Mondays um, to everybody. Um, everybody's in it, players, coaches. Um, and my wife does a deal on Sundays with the, with the other coaches' wives. So they're getting some of the same stuff. And, and then I do a, uh, I do a weekly devotional through the Bible lab with all of our staff. And uh, I know if they're doing it or not. I can check it. <laughs> and even if they're and some people don't comment as much yeah. as others, which is fine. But uh, I think they're reading it. I think they're listening to my comments on it. And uh, certainly I, I sometimes I put question marks. I'm not sure. I, I got to think through this one, but um, but I'm transparent with them also. So I think that's, that helps in, in taking people that are at different levels of their faith journey and, and uh, just trying to grow us all. Yeah. Craig Groeschel has his own podcast and he says, uh, people will follow leaders who are real than the leaders who are always right. You know, mm. um, well, and that I'm certainly, uh, I'm certainly not always right. <laughs> I think uh, I do think I'm uh, probably uh, more real than I've ever been in my life. So, yeah, that's good. Well, coach, thank you so much for taking the time. We like to end in prayer. And so we like yeah. to ask how, how can we be praying for you? Well, i tell you, that's, that's pretty easy one right now for me. I'm uh, doing a deep dive in the month of May into uh, a search for wisdom through Proverbs. Um, uh, this is the time of year that I start formulating uh, what I will teach next fall and um, and I'm just, I'm asking God for, uh, for wisdom and insights. So that's, that would okay. be my prayer request. Sounds good. I thought you were going to say a deep dive into catfishing or, or something. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to do some of that <laughs> soon too. <laughs> All right. Let's finish in prayer. All Heavenly right. father. Thank you so much for this time with coach freeze. Thank you for all his leadership leadership here at Liberty, as well as with his family. Father, I pray that you, as he deep dives here into Proverbs and finding wisdom, Lord, that he can share and pour into his players and his staff in the upcoming season, that you enlighten his, um, his readings, um, his devotionals, that you give him the message that you want him to share with his staff and his team coming up. Lord, thank you for uh, saving us. Thank you for always coming back right next to us when we need you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow, I still just uh, amazed and shocked and thankful for, for Hugh Freeze to join and just to hear his heart and just hearing more about him. It, I'm not surprised that he has built amazing teams everywhere he's been. Um, number one, just from how he communicates, how he leads, how he's uh, honest and real, but also just how he talked about the culture that he's building. Like he knows what he wants to be who he wants to become, who he wants to hire, and uh, that he is convicting to me to hear that he talks about it in every meeting and, and every practice, everywhere they go. This is who we are as at Liberty Football now. Yeah, and you know these these high profile these high profile um, coaches have so much in their plate all the time, you know, and to hear how his family is always very involved. Um, in the program, um, I know of coaches who sleep in their in their offices regularly, and I don't think Hugh is that kind of person. Um, he has his priorities the right way. Um, Chad, a fun story. We didn't get to it in the interview, but a few years ago, football played at um, like New Mexico or New Mexico State, and they're flying back um, from the West Coast, 
and I saw I, I, I wake up at 4 30 in the morning as you as you know and I check social media and I see that Hugh Freeze posted just like two hours before a picture of him and his kids at Waffle House and I was like there's no chance that you know Hugh Freeze is at Waffle House at 2 a.m right after coming you know right after a trip to the west coast but it was true you know he he talked a lot about the importance of his family and having that figured it out. And he's doing it with his actions, not just with his words. Um, I don't know if I am, um, if I, if I'm that good that if my kids want to go to Waffle House at 2am after a football game and traveling across the country, if I was going to say yes, you know, and, uh, I'm just so thankful that he was able to, um, take the time to talk with me, um, spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes with us here, um, on the podcast. Coach, if you, you know, if you want to learn more about Hugh, just follow him on social media. He's always posting encouraging words um, and follow Liberty Football because um, he's doing a tremendous job. Um, they won, you know, two bowl games in a row, uh, beating Coastal um, this past year and Coastal was top 10 in the country. Um, so he's doing great things and I can't wait for, for Liberty to, to go up in the ranks and, uh, and, and make an impact for Christ in that football field. Um, and Coach... This is the last episode before we take a summer break. Um, let's stay in touch. We'll keep um, posting some previous episodes just to stay engaged with you. And if you haven't listened to some earlier episodes that we have posted, um, you get to um, catch up on them. Um, and we're going to have a, like an incredible lineup coming up in the fall. And we can't wait um, for you to hear those conversations. But coach, remember this whole summer, always remember the mission field is right where you're at.